Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starter Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and this week I'm joined just by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, how are you? Really good, thank you. Yeah, I've had a great week. I'm feeling fit as a fiddle. Okay, you were on a works night out last night, I believe. Yeah, it was started at midday. We went for a picnic in London Fields and it was absolutely scorching. It's so hot here. And then cocktails. Uh, we played rounders. That was great. Pre the cocktails and out for dinner and then train home. Yeah. Yeah, me and Kerry were saying off air, like my um, my love of the game rounders. Yeah, very hot here as well. Uh, I'm looking down at my little thermometer on the screen and it's still 31 degrees at 20 to 9 in the evening here. And I have closed all the windows to stop the noise. So anything else going on in the UK at the moment, Kerry? No, it's all really quiet. Um, just Wimbledon, you know, nice bit of tennis. That's about it. Wimbledon, that's SW19, isn't it? Yes, it is, Matthew. Uh, okay. I was surprised. I only found that out this week because I thought it was NE1 for tennis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I won't keep that in. Don't worry. I liked it. I keep thinking you're going to do the gap for the advert. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, Kerry, hmm. they lied. Everyone knows they lied. They know they have a history of lying. And in the end, they've had to pack their bags. Steph Casey, what do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if she's got similar hair to Boris Johnson. What did you make of it all? Oh, God. Um, I wish he'd actually fully gone. That's annoying. And his speech. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Where he's just focusing on his greatness. <laughs> I meant Steph. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she did that as well. We can talk about that if you want, but yeah. yeah, it took a lot for her to admit what she'd done. Yeah, I mean, Vince played her a bit, didn't he, in the week where mm. he let her dig her own hole a bit like a, a lawyer would in a courtroom. He let her go when she started to feel comfortable in her lies. He was like, Oh, did Ben say that? Did he? And just let yeah. her go and go and go, and then pulled out. He had the receipts later, didn't he? When he said in yeah. front of Beth, Your story keeps changing. I enjoyed that. It's taken him long enough to do that, though, hasn't it? And then as soon as he realised this, he was like, right, you're moving out. I'll drop some money in your account. Bye. (laughs) That was very um, severe, wasn't it? Apart from the money thing, I wonder how much he's given her. What do you reckon? A couple of grand. 
I reckon she's going to show up on Grand Designs building some ridiculous project. And then when it gets into trouble, she'll just say, well, luckily my dad has thrown me another 2.5 million and Kevin McLeod's <laughs> just going to look at her like she's off her f***ing head. That's generally how it works. It does. I hate those programs just because I'm jealous. You know, it's like places in the sun and that sort of thing. People going to buy property over a f***ing car. I'm always amused that my dad lives in a beautiful part of the country and watches Escape to the Country and just sits there very wistfully saying, oh, can you imagine? I'm like, <laughs> look out the window. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, you know, um, literally the grass is always greener. Oh, you don't like that bit of the country. You want to live move <laughs> to another part of the country. Okay, I get it now. When they go abroad and they look at these like really nice beachside apartments and sort of um, Sharon and Trevor from... Essex go and have a look and they go oh no the tiles in the bathroom are not not really keen other Essex names are available <laughs> so right sorry yeah off off topic yeah, yeah well I mean that's testament to the the storyline isn't it that it was just a bit of a in the end it was like yeah eventually she's gonna tell Beth and the whole thing is just a vehicle to push Beth back into Ben's arms I did like Josh and I don't often say that Mm. those exact words no i did like josh this week because he was pretty she got around there and he was like no you can't mm. see him i'm not letting you in and then he basically told her everything that everyone else had been thinking is that steph might be a piece of work but you're a piece of work as well yeah he said personally i wouldn't give you or your sister the time of day i don't know how vince puts up with either of you yeah there were strong words he sounded very like ben did you think this week i'm over that now I used to okay. think that. I was listening to most of it in my in my AirPods, so I was like, no, I can totally pick between the two of them now. For me, uh. Josh is a slightly higher register and a bit squeakier. Ben's, Ben's a bit more gravelly. Yeah, it wasn't a criticism. I, I think it's good because they're brothers, so they should sort of sound a bit similar, not like some of the other characters who are in the same family and sound like they're from poles apart. I was mildly disappointed that Ben hadn't just gone feral after the rave and no one had seen him. And he was living <laughs> up in the bare woods like Josh. He'd, she'd rang the house and they were like, Josh would be like, I don't know. He drank a mixture of white lightning and beer and he's gone to live with the wolves now. I was, I've written that down. The fact that they think drinking white lightning and beer is some sort of wild thing to do. Well, maybe he was making snake bite. And? Well, again, not wild. Yeah, well, in, I don't know if if it's something that was down to a Bristolian thing with the cider being um, sometimes a little bit stronger down there and a little bit more organic. Uh, but most pubs would refuse to serve a pint of snake bite in the 90s. Oh, really? Oh, they were still oh. gladly handing them over the bar in Yorkshire. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were seen as fight fuel in oh, Bristol. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the point was he was drinking more than he normally did or something. But um, he's looking tired, isn't he, apparently, because of his, but not unattractive, you know, not awful. Still looks nice. But I liked it when um, Beth said to him, how's Angela? And he went, who? <laughs> and she went, you know, Angela, that woman from work. And I, th I thought, well, maybe he's making up where he goes every day, like Rory, and, or he's in with it in the same, doing the same thing as Rory. He actually does go and live in the woods. Yes. And he doesn't have a nurse's job at all. He's been building a tree house up there. Yeah, that's why he looks so tired. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, yeah, they're back together, aren't they? You know, she thought love was just a 
what was it? A bed of roses and teddy bears or something. Ooh, vomit. Yes, and he explains that it's going to be absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's got uh, David and Ruth as parents. So, I mean, there is... Surely the the pessimism is going to run in the genes eventually. Yeah. It's well, um, but he's going to inherit all of that, isn't he? Eventually, who's going to be the most miserable? Do you think in the future? I got well. I mean, it's Pip, isn't it? Why am I even saying it? What from that family? Yeah, do you mean? of the of, of the, the siblings? Yeah, oh, Pip, without a shadow of a doubt, she's never ever ever been happy, has she? Imagine, think back. Have you have we ever heard her laughing? She's got a shriek laugh. She goes, <laughs> does she? Yeah. What did she laugh at? Oh, I don't know. Probably a kid falling in a puddle. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> someone else's demise. <laughs> she's got a nervous, she's got that kind of nervous, shaky, high-pitched, laughy voice when she's saying something that she thinks is funny, like watching um, her child whose name has momentarily left me. Rosie? It's not Rosie, it's Rosie. is it? Is it Rosie is it? or Poppy? Oh, my God, we're all Some sort of me. flower. <laughs> I don't care. This is why. This is what happens when you have a drink whilst doing an Archer's podcast. At least you can understand the words we're saying. Well, yeah. Uh, what is their stupid child called? Is it Poppy or Rosie? Par- no, Parpy belongs to someone else. Yeah, that's the on the Grundy side, isn't it? Yeah. What's bloody Pip Archer's child called? Everyone who's listening will be shouting. I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh, Rosie. It is Rosie. I was right. Her on-off boyfriend, Toby Fairbrother, is the father of her daughter, Rosie. Oh, Toby, that's someone MIA, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. you uh, you're supposed to say, yes, Kerry, well done. You are perfectly correct immediately. Oh, sorry, Kerry, well done for saying Rosie. <laughs> and I led you down a poppy path of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, Toby hasn't been in it for yonks, has he? He was being talked about on Twitter today because uh, I think Sarah, Sarah Sarah for all to see is a fan of Toby. Yeah, he was last seen behind the bar with Kenton, I think, saying like, this is a really busy night, whatever night. Was it Halloween or something they did? Yeah. God, is it that long ago? It feels like it's been that long. Can you think of a moment that he's been in it since then? I can. Rex, equally. Mm. Mm. God knows. I quite like Rex. I quite like him. I miss him. I liked him when he wrote that absolute shit show of a review for The Barn. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think he'd be good husband material. Anyway, we've digressed again, Matthew. Well, speaking of reviews, Helen was thinking about letting people review their, was it their cheese parcels online? God, that whole section. I just really want Kyle to get in the comments with with 12 different profiles. This cheese is shit. (laughs) Kyle Jones made my wife vomit. Kyle Smith. Yeah, seven pounds for 20 grams for this muck. Oh, I all of that sort of business stuff between Tom and Helen, when they speak about, they just chuck around key words, don't they, about, oh, we'll have to um, ramp up the social medias. They just always say it slightly incorrectly, don't they? Uh, because our potential rivals are really savvy at the social medias. <laughs> It's like, it's yeah. I mean, we've said before that they, you know, Peter mentioned it, didn't they? And the, that they can't get the kids right. They don't seem to be able to get my generation right either. They're <laughs> just, what is going on? Yeah, business, right? They don't get that right, do they at all? Like new business. I mean, how many new business ideas? Like the Buffalo thing, let alone that one. But this whole thing about 
They were saying, we've got to be adventurous and brave like mum and dad were. It's our turn now. Woo. And then their idea of being adventurous and brave is um, having tasting notes for cheese. What does it go well with as well? Charcoal, molten lava, dead <laughs> dead pigs. I, can't, I don't know. There, there was a lot of background noise when I was listening to it. I can't be sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was charcoal crackers and figs, wasn't it? <laughs> and then she had that completely 2001, the apes discovering the obelisk moment when she was asking Susan about sending things via a post office. <laughs> and then Susan's kind of... Da-da! Boom, 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 boom. Jiffy back, jiffy back. <laughs> what was going on there? When she, you know, I mean... Oh, it's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. As someone who works in the industry of uh, delivering food, UK-wide, it was so f***ing funny, honestly. You could try a courier, but, you know, you can't trust those, can you? You only need to look at their reviews. That'll be Kyle again. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese arrived three days late after sweating in a depot. Shit. One star. <laughs> uh, five stars. Yeah, it might might make it better. You never know. Yeah, the whole thing about um, do you want it signed for or not signed? For? Oh, signed for. We would like to know that they've got it. Yes. Then said, um, I think we're going to have to give this some more thought. No shit. You've just asked the post woman about how to put cheese in envelopes, and you think you've got to give it more thought. I'm hopeless at wrapping birthday presents, let alone boxes of cheese. And it's like, well, you probably only give cheese as birthday presents, Helen. So it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Doesn't cheese mainly, it can come in those waxy coatings, can't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I read a good um, confession on the Fesshole Twitter account today. Oh, I saw that. I know what yeah, you're going to say. They eat the baby yeah, yeah, bells yeah. With, the, with, the cut, with the wax off. <laughs> yeah, they don't take the wax off. Um, I think I've eaten a fair bit of that red stuff that was on Edam. I mean, Edam is absolutely vile and I haven't eaten it for about 30 years. But I think it's cheap. And um, I think my grandmother used to have a bit knocking about. But I ate the red stuff, which is practically the same, isn't it? So I've got loads of wax. That's why I am how I am, I think. <laughs> I ate a lot of wax as a child. <laughs> Maybe you saw it because... did you Do you follow that account? Or is it because I added a friend of mine in the comments? No, someone else had retweeted it, I think. I added my, uh, my dear friend Ayers because uh, he once helped himself he went to we were having like it was a very post pub gathering at my house and he went to help himself mm. to a craft cheese slice from the fridge on his way back down from the toilet in my apartment in bristol and he ate it with the wrapper on <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. and actually swallowed it yeah right. and there was an earthquake that night that's totally unrelated but there was an earthquake it was like 2000 or something it was the most uh in bristol oh, it was across the the midlands and the west country i think a lot of people in cheltenham felt it ah. I remember an earthquake happening when I worked for Leeds City Council and I was in the office on this, it was a tiny little office and I sort of went, did anyone just feel the building move? And they all looked at me like I was off my trolley and then Look North said that there'd been an earthquake at two o'clock or whatever. Great, thank you. I'd never knownly <laughs> felt one before in my life and about three months after we moved here, I was awake in the morning and just for about... 10 seconds it's like there was a central vibration to absolutely everything even it was like the you know the glass of water in jurassic park mm. when the t-rex is coming mm. it was like that yeah i've never felt one before in my life but that was an earthquake <laughs> i know all that was and yeah. went online almost yeah. immediately onto twitter and yeah about halfway down the coast between here and lisbon 
miles out to sea. See, when I, when my earthquake happened, there were there weren't mobile phones. <laughs> Um, it was 1990 or thereabouts, just before I did my degree. Anyway, we've gone off topic again. So, yeah, when Monday started and Tom and Helen were there again, I in my notes, I wrote, oh, fuck no, not again. <laughs> They're very lame individuals, aren't they? I mean, even to the point of inviting people round for some gazpacho, right? Nothing's inherently wrong with that. But then Natasha had to make it didn't she? She was like suddenly chopping the tomatoes, of which there were four for at least four people. I, that's an Ian recipe. Ian's lost his mind. <laughs> he no longer remembers anything yeah. then, does he? It was four medium tomatoes <laughs> it... and one red pepper, wasn't it? And what? Boiling water. So you just pour a ke- kettle of water in. Oh no, it's cold, isn't it? Tap water. Sorry, sorry. What a fool. <laughs> Well, not, it's not as bad as Marjorie Taylor Greene in America that meant to say Gestapo and said Gaspacho, so you could do worse. Um, yes, yeah, very. maybe they're going to serve it in some stingy amuse-bouche style shots because Ian still thinks he works at Grey Gables, but who knows. The only thing that I enjoyed about them being on the show this week was the fact that it was revealed that Natasha's mum is coming and that clearly yeah. has rubbed a certain person up the wrong way yes it has you could really really hear pat's teeth gritting when she went kerry kerry what have you done you wait pat chat pat chat pat chat pat chat, pat chat. <laughs> sorry i thought you would play it afterwards she was briefly in it on Sunday. Mm. And then she popped up again. No, no, it was just Sunday, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That is that is awful, isn't it? To sort of get really f***ed off because the mother of the mother who's having the babies is coming. And the fact that Tom was hiding it from her. So he clearly already knew what a dick his mum would be about his wife's mother coming. Yeah, what a lovely family. <laughs> There'll be some culinary face-off, won't there, between the two of them, I think. A soup-off. Yes. Because, obviously, gazpacho soup, more bloody soup. It could be a gazpacho-off, but he played uh, centre-back for Russia in the 80s. (laughs) I thought he was a chess player. (laughs) (laughs) Their inclusion in this week's episode did not fill me with any kind of joy or inspiration. It was just them just trotting out, like you said, a series of cliches, wasn't it? Yeah, but interestingly, that word is used very loosely here um tom asked helen if she thinks pat is okay about natasha's mum coming and helen went yeah of course she just wants <laughs> what's best for natasha so they don't know anything about their sodding parents do they what a weird foursome they are aren't they pat tony tom and helen freaks there is some kind of train crash. Sorry, Tony, but there is some mini train crash joy in listening to them. I know I wrote disparaging words about them being in the show, but it gives us something to gang up yeah. on as well, doesn't it? That's true. I did get involved elsewhere on Facebook this week where someone said, like, well, we already know who the worst character is this week. And they were to- obviously talking about Steph. And I just wrote as a joke. Yeah, hands down, Helen, and got loads of comments from people going, what's Helen ever done wrong? You know, what's she done? And I just waited till they all notched up and then just wrote, she's been Helen. (laughs) And then just got out of there. Oh, it is funny when people don't understand that Helen is awful or Shula is awful 
that's not understandable, is it? But anyway, I mean, Tom did a nice thing for Linda. He took um, extra things round in the veg box because she's 75 this week. Yeah, the archers actually got her birthday wrong, didn't they, apparently? They had to issue an apology later and said it was slightly out. Oh, because they said it was on Wednesday. And I thought, oh, will Linda's birthday party feature at all? And it didn't. I've got a feeling someone got in touch to say, actually, Linda wasn't born on that day and blah, blah, blah. And they had to come back and say, you're absolutely right. She wasn't. She was born. Um, And then they blamed it all on Tom, I think. The official archers account saying Tom just Tom fucked up, you know, so. (laughs) <laughs> Blame it on Tom. Even the archers are doing right. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking archer. <laughs> yeah, they don't get anything right. <laughs> there were two chicken related things that we could talk about Coco Van Blanc and the Chicken Factory. Yeah, it's proving to be every bit as lovely as Tracy thought it would be, right? Yes. And what do they make at the Chicken Factory? Chickens. <laughs> Did I do right, Kerry? Thanks for indulging me, yes. Yes. Uh, What did you think about Tracy and Gemma and how they got along? They were doing fine at the beginning, weren't they? Mm. She was absolutely cool about the fact that they actually gassed the chickens at the back, which I'd never really thought about before. Um, She was like, oh, when when can I get involved in that? Well, I thought she'd be more in... I I think Kerry... um, Kerry? (laughs) I thought (laughs) Tracy thought they'd do it with hammers. We are similar. Jazza kept saying smashing hen. I thought he was just telling her what she had to do the next day at work. (laughs) Gemma seemed fine at first, didn't she? Yeah. And then she didn't like the fact that Tracy pointed out a few health and safety issues. She saw a puddle. And I think it might be because Gemma's got um, urinary incontinence. (laughs) Do you? That was not an option that I had considered. (laughs) That's why it all went a bit funny then, you see. No, I mean... Tracy was was very, very irritating, I thought. You don't do that on your first day, do you? Or first or second day, whatever it was. Sort of go, I t- I'll, t- I'll tell you how to run a chicken factory. <laughs> yeah. You do this. Yeah. When she called into the village shop later with Susan, she was like, you got any of that out-of-date chocolate? And Susan's like, oh, it's here. And she went, well, you've broken village shop subsection 35217, Susan. <laughs> Yeah, she, I mean, that would be annoying, wouldn't it? I'm sorry. She's keen, but she went around it in a very stupid way. I quite liked it when Gemma said, um, I don't want tips from someone whose last workplace exploded. That was a sick burn, wasn't it? She's like, the Grey Gables. Was it the Grey Gables that exploded? In a massive ball of flames because you had slave workers using petrol to clean the floor and then making toast because they had been starved. But anyway, we'll clean up the puddle. Yeah, yeah. and you were in charge of health and safety there, were you? Um, yeah, so Tracy's having a hard time at the chicken factory. We discover at the end of tonight's episode that Gemma wasn't always this way. Yeah, now then, I thought before Gemma went super awful at the end, I had a little inkling that actually Gemma and Tracy could get along quite well and become friends. I don't know if that was an aberration in my brain. But I did think, hang on a minute, they could, this could work, really. But then it was discovered that, was it Emma, liked her, didn't she? They were best buds. Yeah, but um, someone put on Twitter t- this evening, and I wish I could remember who it was, they reckon Emma might have something on Gemma that Tracy might be able to sort of leverage. Oh, I was far more sinister with my prediction than that. I just think it'll be this moment where she's like, you know Emma Grundy, don't you? And there'll just be this moment when she's like, Emma. And the walls will come tumbling down and she'll be a lovely person. 
she's been shaped supposedly by this despotic manager that they had Kendra and now that she's been elevated to Kendra's position she's now doing what Kendra did which is very typical of mm. certain people isn't it you know they forget they pull they pull the ladder up basically yeah, I there were slight little glimmers of Gemma being all right because she, she sort of went um breaks over Tracy after she'd bollocked her and Tracy went but I need to go to the loo and then she went oh go on then so there is little signs that she's not quite so bad. But then she said, uh, you're working tomorrow, six till two. Um, oh, if you don't like that, I'm going to chop your shifts next week. And it's all done through passive aggression as well, isn't it? Yeah. This idea that, oh, well, if if the shift's too much for you, I can cut your shifts next week because she mm. knows that she's mm-hmm. or senses that she's desperate for the money. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. I think we're going to find out that... Maybe it's Emma's got some dirt, but mm. I think it's more likely that it'll melt her heart when she realises the connection between Tracy and Emma. Okay, well, we'll watch this chickeny space <laughs> with, with interest. Uh, would you eat Coco Van Blanc made from a packet? I thought that was a bit shit, wasn't it? Steph sort of went, I'll cook dinner for you. It's like, oh, the sauce is from a packet. <laughs> it's not really cooking dinner properly, is it? My mother will never forgive me for this, but when I was living out of home around the first year, she tempted me back over on a Sunday for a Sunday roast, but she used chicken tonight sauce. And I, I probably gave a shit about that right up oh, up until, what's the time? 9.13 on the 8th of July, 2022. <laughs> it's been an ongoing joke for years. But, what do you do with chicken tonight? Oh, it's just a sauce that you add to chicken. So you you do all the work. Uh, it's just a sauce that's designed to accompany chicken. Do you remember the song? I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. That's the one. Is it that? But what do you do with is the, Is it like a little stew then type thing? Is it like a coco van situation? or? No, it's just like a pasta sauce that you just pour over chicken, uh, really. I chopped don't think up chicken? Any... I don't think. Well, I don't think there's. Well, I don't think there's actually any chicken in it. Mm. I I could be wrong about this. I don't really want to get. Hang on, do I need to do a kid chicken tonight correction corner? Yes. <laughs> and then there were chicken bloody nuggets that Jazza made. Yeah, well, he undercooked them then. Hey, <laughs> which is dangerous. But that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Making chicken nuggets for a chicken factory lady. He hadn't really thought that one through, had he? No. Uh, Tracy, also the cricket story. Ah, yes. Now then, oh, the Gleasons. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Tony out for a duck, like the twat he is. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely painting him as being an abject failure, aren't they, really? Uh, An embarrassment to all. The Gleason twins swapping over. Nice idea, but no, 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 no. You just can't do that. And then in strode Jim, didn't he, to give the little moral lecture. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that Darrington were giving Jim so much shit, but I liked the idea that in the end he said, you can't do that. Interesting thing that was bugging me, because we found out the first Mm. names, didn't we? Sean and Peter. Yeah. I worked with a Peter Gleeson in Perth, Australia. He was a country boy from Victoria. who I can say he was a (laughs) (laughs) No, he was a lovely guy. He was an absolutely lovely guy. Country boy. Don't know which bit of that I'm going to need to bleep, to be honest, Kerry. 
he no he he was a waiter that worked with us in australia he was really lovely but he was a rural boy Mm. from victoria and he's the only person i've ever seen do this we're on a night out and we're drinking street drinking and Mm. someone bought a bottle that needed an opener and he went i'll give it here and his girlfriend at the time went oh no don't open it with your teeth he went of course not and he popped it into his eye socket and opened it with his eye socket get off yeah into his eye socket did you witness this? Yes, I saw it. And he like winked his eye over it and pulled the bottle down and opened it. Good heavens. I've got a photo of me and him at the Food Awards that we are restaurant one, actually. Maybe Is I'll post eyeless? it. Is he eyeless? No, <laughs> but I might have a massive Robert Smith hairstyle. That's the only Excellent. thing I'm worried about. Uh, I might try that, actually. Don't do it. Don't. Yes. If anyone is listening to this, do not open a bottle with your eye socket. We do not yeah. condone it. As Tracy would say, it contravenes subsection 32185 of the bottle opening code. (laughs) I never thought I'd have hear that sentence today. Never open a bottle of beer with your eye. (laughs) Well, you know, you wake up every morning and you don't know what's going to happen, do you? Yeah, that's what's so crazy about life, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we can be happy for for Tracy, she gave birth to Chelsea and Chelsea... She was great again, wasn't she? Absolutely. She's like a little butterfly of delight, flitting from one set of people to another, bringing them dresses and haircuts and so on. Before you go any further, Kerry, when it was Tracy's first day at the chicken factory, Jazza was like, you're going to be okay? And she was like, yeah, it's my first day. It's just butterflies. I was like, there are animals at this chicken factory. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. They've got sofas there, so I don't know what anyone's moaning about, really. Yeah, that was a Brexit benefit, wasn't it? Yeah. Tracy needs to call Jacob Rees-Mogg, tell him she's found one. Sorry, Chelsea, you were singing her praises. Off you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just fabulous. I like her very, very much. When I, I don't like her when she's doing those really shitty dialogues with Mia where they're at each other's throats. That's boring, boring, boring. Don't like it. She could be a marvellous character. Um, I've used that dreaded word again. Do you want to start again with a different adjective? <laughs> it's too late. I've got to own it. Uh, but yeah, she sorted Denise right out, didn't she, with her dresses? That was a, quite a funny scene where Alistair was awkwardly looking on. What do you think about our Chelsea? Well, I loved it because there's obviously this dynamic that she's been hanging around at Greenacres with Jim and Alistair because of the Tracy Jazza connection. Yeah. Because at first of all, I was thought, oh, this is random. I was like, actually, no, it's not, is it? Because she seems to be over there all the time. Jim referenced that she'd been over there mm. the night before when they were doing the cricket scoring. I thought it was really good that she came in and helped her out. And I really, really liked the way she kept pushing Alistair to comment on Denise's appearance. Well, if you don't like this one, you'll have to go to the awards in your own undies, won't she, Alistair? And he laughs and goes, yes. And then goes, I mean, no, I mean, no. Yeah, yeah I have visualised it, but um, there's a taxi waiting. <laughs> Yeah, you. I mean, it was quite well done, actually. The Alistair, Chelsea said, oh, you'll look stunning in it. And, and Alistair went, you would. He's obviously got a semi on, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Denise and Alistair, they're both acted brilliantly, aren't they? Mm. And Chelsea as well in the middle just makes it. There was the other bit where I, I enjoyed that whole thing about the trying on the different dresses. And yeah. Stuff. There was that bit where she's like, well, my husband saw me leave the house in this and I'm not sure 
He's going to like it if he see. There's going to be photographers from the Echo there, and what if he sees me in this little like low cut number? And mm. I thought Chelsea was going to go again. Well, what do you think, Alistair? And he was going to. Go, You've got a fucking husband. <laughs> I've killed him. Yeah. <laughs> but in but the I end, thought the, she, it, Chelsea went. Um, Denise, us women have the right to wear whatever we want. Don't let any man tell you any different. <laughs> oh, if there was photographers from the Echo there, if I was Denise, I'd be far more worried that she's going to get papped dry humping Alistair around the back of the cloakroom or something. Yeah, he wishes, he wishes. Uh, I wonder how this is going to pan out because Alistair wouldn't do anything with a married person, I don't think. But he may well declare he has feelings for her, I think. Oh, it's coming, isn't it? It's on the verge, isn't it? I almost thought it was going to happen this week. Did you? Yeah, I thought so. I thought it might happen. Or I, th- I thought then we might get to hear the awards ceremony mm. and there would be something awkward at the end of that. There was a bit of a throwback as well when they said they couldn't wait to try the canapes. And Denise said that she loved smoked salmon pate. And do you remember that Alistair, um, not Alistair, who's that other um, weird guy? Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got given a hamper for a wonderful equine veterinary assessment that he did or something like that Mm. and he didn't want to eat any of it so he gave it it was a week that he'd been particularly foul to Denise and she'd walked out and then he said Alistair how do you feel about smoked salmon pate and he said I love it and he said well there you go because Kate won't have it in the house so Alistair loves smoked salmon pate Mm. so does Denise get in match made in heaven (laughs) if you like the same pate you might as well just get married. I'm going to let you help me out here, mm. Kerry. The mint green silk dress with a what neck? Ruched. Explain. Ruched is sort of gathered and sort of flow. Um, I mean, it can be different types of ruching, but it's generally where a bit of it's pulled tightly at the back. So it sort of gathers together and the rest of the fabric over the top goes in folds. Not really explained that very well. I'm trying to think. Well, no, you know, I mean, if you can ex- if you can explain it better than Kerry, then get in touch. Um, <laughs> I'm sure any anybody can. Yeah, I, there was a one bit about the clothing and so on where Alistair said, um, "Not go to the ball. They don't call me fairy godmother for nothing. They, de- they, they literally don't call you fairy godmother at all." Yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, that we know of. It might yeah. be his like it might be his TikTok name or something. <laughs> yeah. I did think for a moment as well, oh, here we go. More clothing debacles where oh the zip's gone wrong, you've got to take your clothes off. Yeah, when she said like it's done that teeth thing, I thought Alistair was actually like biting at it, trying to rip <laughs> it apart like he does when there's like a, a sick puppy or something. Chelsea put the music on, didn't she? The Lizzo song. Lizzo. Who goes out with mints? Case okay. uh, that was quite a good little touch. I thought some popular culture. Chelsea popped back in the next day. I like the way that she said Alistair was going to thank her with a pack of strawberry creams. He could have done better than that, I think. Oh, I love a strawberry cream. Does he mean like the ones in Quality Street, like that? Is it? I think it. Oh God, I was picturing a biscuit with a like a little cream filling. Ah, like right. Sandwich biscuits with something in the middle. With salmon paste in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wouldn't that be great? I prefer that, to be honest. If he's actually he discovered in the morning wearing his kind of like tweeds that Jim had reminded him of, that he just sat on a bunch of smoked salmon canapes that have like, <laughs> you know, were just stuck together and he thought he'd give them to Chelsea as a joke and say, here, here you go, Chelsea, here's a bunch of strawberry creams. <laughs> oh God, these are mean, Alistair, what have you done? 
I do think Alistair and Denise will make a fine couple. You do think or you don't think? I do. No, I think so too. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I mean, what what's the clock on this? I mean, we were in the first end of the first week of July. Mm. They've got to get it on before Christmas, I think. Yeah, I mean, she's got to ditch the cycling husband, hasn't she? Or he's got to ditch her or, you know, maybe she'll go, my husband's been cycling to some tramp in Penny Hassett. You just don't have to say some tramp. You can just say my husband's been cycling. That's enough. <laughs> it's divorce material right there. Uh, yes, yeah, it's there, there we those... go. We've lost. <laughs> yeah. We've lost the cycling audience. Since he's been wearing those tight lycra shorts, he's been underperforming. Chelsea had popped in to just hand out flyers for her hairdressing business as well. Mm. In a vet's practice, I was a bit disturbed when she said, um, I'm looking for guinea pigs. I thought Alistair was going to say, well, Chomp over there has got dysentery and scurvy, but you could have a go on him, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, guinea pig hairdos. I mean, it's niche, but, you know, people are weird. So, again, if you got on YouTube doing guinea pig hairdos, probably go viral, won't they? Uh, not much demand, I wouldn't have thought, in Borsetshire. Well, at this point, um, I think we should have an advert. And maybe it'll be about guinea pigs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, Kerry, we discussed at the beginning of the show off air that it'd been a bit of a strange week but that I'd made more notes than usual mm. the only thing we haven't really talked about is Oliver ah wanting to pay for the village fate yes I quite like when he turned up he was getting being given the cold shoulder wasn't he initially by both I mean to, they, it was a bit orcs Tom was civil but not really warm and Linda was practically arctic but then Tom won her round, didn't he? So I guess that was a good thing that he did. It wasn't Tom, it was Will, wasn't it? Oh, shit. Sorry, yes. Tom couldn't win <laughs> anyone round. It was Will because what about Will's pottery? Oh, well, you know, I mean, it, the subconscious released from its prison. The modern world rewards rational thought while distrusting the dream world. And I thought when <laughs> Will said, maybe that's what my tutor means when she says, Stop Bogart in that joint. Will, pass it over, will you? <laughs> what was that thing? Oh, he said, um, sometimes I see my next piece in a dream. 
<laughs> Did he say peace or piss? <laughs> you know when you have those dreams where you think you're gonna... that you're already peeing, Pee. and then you wake up and you think, yeah. "Oh my god, have yeah, I actually thank done?" God, thank God I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> where you're sort of drinking a whole swimming pool or something, and you think, oh, shit, <laughs> "I've wet the bed." You know, that's normally when you've drunk a bit too much and you're dead thirsty, you're a bit dehydrated, and you're drinking like buckets of water in your dreams, and then think, "Oh, have I?" I've got well, I'm quite like Linda with the Village Fate fundraiser. I've got quite a modest bucket. <laughs> What do you think about that gesture on Oliver's part, though? Do you think, bloody hell, mate, bit lit too little too late, you know? It's all right, you knocking up some shelves for Will's terrible pottery and sort of going, here, have a marvellous fate. Um, they'd probably rather have the cash. Yeah, but it did turn out the whole reason that Will won her over was that he'd been paying everyone out of his own pocket for ages. Yeah, was it ages? How long? Well, months and months, I think. Was, was the it? expression that, that Will used, yeah. Ah, was it months and months? Okay, maybe. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, he was he was doing it for a long, long time. He was running the whole hotel out of his own wedge. And then in the end, it just couldn't go on anymore. But oh, part of me does think he's doing it to ease his own conscience rather than be benevolent. He might give her a call on Sunday night and go, I was actually incredibly jet lagged. <laughs> I've changed my mind completely. Yeah, that's a point because he said um, he was. He did say he was jet lagged, didn't he? And that he'd flown over for the day. Was that right? No, I don't think he'd flown over for the day. He'd been back a day. I'm sure he? he said for the day. Oh, well, okay. Seemed a bit weird. Like Kanye and um, <laughs> I've completely forgot her name, which is a testament to her complete lack of time not... in my brain. Kim, Mad- Kim Kardashian. Madam Kardashian. They flew over to Ireland for their honeymoon without knowing anything about Ireland and then went to stay in some rural area, which was like a back little town that had nothing. So they went to like the local cineplex. No. Yeah, and just had popcorn and watched a movie. Why did they go to Ireland for their honeymoon out of everywhere in the whole world? Well, I don't know. I think they just suddenly thought, you know, let's go there. They saw a movie about it. I mean, I wouldn't... I'm not dissing Ireland, by the way, but those two picking there out of everywhere because they're more blingy aren't they really in respect to them choosing it in regards to their personality they thought they would go there because they're twats because they know nothing about it mm. yeah i mean they'd been much better off in monaco or milan or somewhere dubai. like dubai yeah i mean they probably saw lord of the rings and thought it was filmed there and it would be loads of hobbits <laughs> because kanye's as mad as a box of frogs and she's thick as a boxing day shit isn't she oh yeah so you're saying um that oliver's exactly like kanye west <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, Kerry. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, and Caroline was Kim Kardashian, is that right? Uh, yeah, if you like that. Okay. I guess at this point we should say our social, shouldn't we? Two new five-star reviews as well. Thank you, Zed, Charlotte Zed, and who, bless her, she's put, it, as part of her review, she put, I don't know how you think of it all. I think she's going to be... <laughs> Deleting, <laughs> deleting that after yeah. tonight's episode. I think so. Unless yeah. I very cleverly edit this <laughs> and yeah. re-record loads of our segments with me pretending to be you as well. <laughs> I mean, the key word there, Charlotte, is think. We, we don't do very much of that. Um, and also Ian Ram kindly um, gave us a five-star review too. So thank you so much. Please, all the rest of you, get on there and write the words and the five stars, please. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to get in touch on Instagram, we're the same as Twitter, at the Cider Shed Pod. We have a Facebook group called 
the Cider Shed podcast, and we have an email called hello at thesidershed.com. Kerry, hopes for next week. Oh, sorry. I was going to say loads and loads of votes for the British Podcast Awards, please. <laughs> oh, we the should list- mention that, shouldn't we? The listener's choice. Uh, yeah, I voted for us. <laughs> we are allowed to vote for our own selves, so it's a legitimate vote. Uh, but get on there. Yes, please. We'll, there'll be a link, won't there, in our po- in the episode information on how to add your vote, won't there? Matthew, have you have you died? Are you there? No, I'm here. Oh, good. Uh, I will post a link. Yes, as you said, Kerry, in the description, and I will corral everyone and remind them on our Twitter um, through my Twitter, and you'll do it through our Twitter. Won't yeah, you? yeah. We need to remind each other because the voting ends on the seventeenth of July, I believe. So yes. there's only about ten days to go, or by the time you're hearing this, about a week to go. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to win. Obviously, we're we are the Denise of the awards. Where we're not going to win. Well, she came third. We won't come third. <laughs> <laughs> the, the light the comparison is closer than you think Kerry because I am wearing a very tight body hugging dress right now as we record and I'm in a nurse's uniform sisters before misters was what Steph said right mm. are there any other rhyming something before something that you think that the cases might use oh god because I came up with a few I'm sure you did you've put me on the spot uh do you mean well-known ones or ones you've made up yourself matthew ones that i've made up myself great i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop guessing now at this point <laughs> go ahead so i thought i thought super one for steph would be when she's selecting um the right kind of polygamous couple in the nightclub or rather over ugly people would be swingers before mingers yeah vince when he decided he would go on holiday with his family rather than go to the abattoir which was daughters before slaughters <laughs> And that time that he decided he was going to spend time with his family rather than investing in a sewage company, which was cases before feces. <laughs> Matthew, 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 where do you think of these things? Absolutely brilliant. Not absolutely brilliant. Absolutely awful. But thank you for indulging me, Kerry. Well, in my mind, they're absolutely brilliant. I love that sort of thing. Uh, the only thing I could think of was, isn't there a saying, casting Oh, that doesn't rhyme. Pearls before swine. That's stupid. There is an Cut. idiom with that, isn't there? Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. I'm, I feel like a right idiom. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for bed, isn't it? Something like that. Well, not for me. I'm going to turn on the fan now. Oh, is she there? <laughs> Our one fan. Uh, one a day is allowed to visit the apartment. We haven't even said where Pete. We haven't mentioned Peter. Who? Oh yeah, you know that one we work with. <laughs> oh, that you know yeah, him. him from work, him, him from the podcast. Because the first time we did it on our own without him, first time rather it was just the two of us. He got in touch to complain that he hadn't got a mention. Oh shit! We've done it again. <laughs> Oh my god! So sorry, Peter. Uh, Peter Fickling is just away and not not available to do the podcast today. So we've really, really missed him. <laughs> we have. We I have. mean, I think it's not that we didn't miss him. It's more the fact that, like, I'm trying not to faint in the room I that know. I'm in, right now. and yeah. I, uh, and we had to pull apart what I thought was a very bizarre week in the Archers. So. Mm. 
It was slim pickings, wasn't it? I think very, very sort of light week, really. So we've done bloody marvellously. I mean, sometimes I see what I'm going to do on the podcast in a dream, but it just didn't happen this week. <laughs> no. So, yes, uh, Peter will be back next week. We love him. We do. We love you, Peter. Love you, Peter we Fickling. Didn't forget about you at all. I remembered as well. Remember that, Peter, not Matthew. Um, so... <laughs> So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Hello.